Another episode of Stadium Cast, where we take you inside the competitive world of Pokemon Go. My name is JR Honda, and with me today, all the way from South Park, also known as Stephen Curry's backyard play area, the Golden State Warrior Superfan himself, aka the Spice Lord Extraordinaire, 2O Butters. How you doing this week, Butters? I'm doing fantastic and that was a great intro except for it is stephen curry my my name actually is stephen uh so i know the difference between stephen and stephens and uh, oh gosh (laughs) i'm sorry stephen and stephen has to protect uh (laughs) steph's name but yeah i'm doing great uh i just had a i just had an awesome set with golurk and gbl so that's fantastic and i just purchased a bicycle to go on nice bike rides so i'm in a great mood i mean battling in gbl with go lurk is pretty spicy and buying a bicycle is even more spicy <laughs> i mean this guy's living a crazy life out there in cali i'm just saying yeah where do you think uh, i keep all my all my spice it's in my it's in my bicycle basket <laughs> so today on the podcast we're going to talk about the current events happening in pokemon go we've got snivy community day coming up uh and also rivals week that we think has got uh, some pretty good potential for some pvp focus there uh, we've got a remix cup reaction from two o butters we're going to talk about how we all felt we're going to have a little therapy session about the 30 second switch timer experience and we're going to talk about some new things that we saw come up in a data mine in speculation station something about powering up pokemon if if i've got a if i've got a grind xl candy to power up a pokestop i don't know what i'm going to do but anyways <laughs> with without further ado let's get inside the stadium All right, so we've got Snivy Community Day that is coming up this Sunday, April the 11th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Still that six-hour Community Day that's been going on for a while now. Um, Snivy will be appearing more frequently in the wild, as usual with all of your Community Days. You can evolve Servine, which is the evolution of Snivy, during the event or up to two hours afterwards to get Superior that knows get this a new grass attack to the game shocking frenzy plant and the crazy thing is i don't even think you want frenzy plant you don't you don't yeah uh i see that like right now pv poke has it recommended but i think a lot of people i see are running leaf tornado aerial ace um and i'm not sure if it gets the new um the new grass move that's coming to the game, I, for, I forgot what, what it's called. I think it's Leaf Storm. Yeah, Leaf Storm. Uh, I'm not sure if it gets it or not. I know we'll f- we'll uh, have stats on that hopefully next week, and we can really see uh, how it's going to look. But 
Yeah, uh, I mean, this is Snivy Community Day, but it's really Triple Stardust Day. I mean, if we're honest. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, after all these XLs, I could use the Triple Stardust Day because I am Stardust broke. But weirdly, I, I know some people aren't a huge fan of the Community Day box. Maybe they feel like charging for an Elite Charge CM is a little bit of a ripoff and maybe the subsequent items in the box aren't worth the value but i'm actually quite excited personally for this elite charge team because i have a special plan for the retro cup which i'll, I'll need that elite charge team for but yeah the, oh. the the stardust fantastic the pokemon actually a little underrated i think in weirdly in ultra league as huh. an xl i think superior is not bad especially i hate to say this if you play the coin flip game of Leaf Tornado, if you play that gimmick, if you're a gambling man or woman or person or whatever, Leaf Tornado is going to get off a lot of times from an XL Survivor. It's quite bulky, and if you get off four per matchup, even three, the odds are you're going to hit that debuff. And we all know how impactful that debuff is with the Kingdra Safe Swap Octazuka. This could be just as impactful. And maybe you run the Leaf Tornado and Frenzy Plant and you just forget about Aerial Ace. Or maybe you just skip the Frenzy Plant and run the Aerial Ace. Um, but I, I do think try to get some XL candies from this Survivor or from the Snivies. See, I'm rubbing off on you. I've called I've called Superior like Surviper oh, no. 50 times in our pre-planning. <laughs> and it's all my fault. I've rubbed off on Butters, so now he's calling it Surviper. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, get you a shiny Surviper this Community Day. But yeah. interesting, and as I look at this Community Day box, and it's really different from ones that we've seen in the past. I think we're, we're used to seeing, like, maybe some incubators, maybe, you know, 50 Ultra Balls and an Elite Charger and Elite Fast EM. But this box also includes four star pieces and four mossy lure modules, which is odd because I know there's not been the sort of promotion as, as it has been in the past of three-hour lure modules, and it's still not a bonus, this particular event, but it's interesting to me that they're promoting lures. So maybe we're on our way back to three-hour lures for Community Day events uh, but also, you know, being able to use mossy lures, I don't know if it's going to have any additional effect rather than just using a regular lure during a community day where Snivy is boosted. Uh, but I, I know for me, the weather is usually always like sunny or cloudy or something like that, where, you know, we usually have uh, grass boosted um, here in Alabama. So uh, hopefully we'll get some boosted spawns there. It'll be nice and easy to get some good XL uh, for that. And then, uh, there's also the, the good old $1 extra special research story, which, uh, you know, disclaimer, I do, I do get access to that for free from Niantic. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, I, I, uh, I will be doing the special research, but if you want to do it for that 99 cents and get some, uh, guaranteed snivy encounters, and I think you also get, um, like a, a lucky egg and some other things. It's technically it's worth more than a dollar when you think of in-game items, but it's totally up to you whether you want to buy into that or not. Um, like I said earlier, this is definitely triple Stardust Day. Um, so it, with a star piece on, you're talking 4.5x dust. Um, 
this is not a Saturday community day. My seven day streaks are set up to go off on Saturdays. So usually like I would plan out for my seven day streak to go off whenever um, a community day or an event would happen. And I'd get that first, first catch of the day bonus and all that, but I won't get that this time. Uh, but it's, uh, it's definitely uh, something to be looking for. Now we've got, you can always check your ranks on stadiumgaming.gg slash rank checker. Uh, but we do have a graphic that I will link in the show notes. Um, that's also been posted on our Twitter for great league. Your rank one, you're looking for a zero 10, 15, and for Ultra League Rank 1 XL at level 50, you're looking for a 10, 14, 15. Um, so thank you to our meta analyst team for putting those numbers together and also our uh, graphic designer, Mike If, uh, for putting together this graphic for us, and I'll link that down below. So get your Stardust pretty much and maybe an XL uh, superior and probably one for Great League just to have around in case it gets any crazy move updates in the future. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad Pokemon in Great League. Like, as it is, it gets, like, fringe use with just the Leaf Tornado Aerial Ace, which are not great moves. And uh, you could just run Frenzy Plant Leaf Tornado on it and have some fringe use for it for sure. So I'm actually excited for the Community Day. I want to get as much dust as possible. And I always buy that $1 uh, ticket. I don't know. Some people have their uh, free-to-play. Like, they don't want to be charged to play. But f- from my point of view... Uh, it's entertainment and if I'm paying like one dollar and getting like in like even if it's one dollars one hour worth of entertainment that's that's pretty good pricing you know so uh, I, I'm in and I'm, I'm excited for Stardust Day I'm gonna get I'm gonna get should I say a million I don't think I could get a million but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it one million <laughs> I'm gonna say it here on the podcast <laughs> two old butters is getting one million Stardust this community today we will we will check back in with Butters oh, no. on next week's episode <laughs> to see how much dust he was able to get. We have another event that's coming up. Um, we have an event that's starting next Tuesday, April the 13th, and it's going until Sunday, April the 18th, from 10 a.m. local to 8 p.m. local on that Sunday. New Pokemon will be coming to Pokemon Go. Uh, the base forms Skrelp. And Clauncher. They'll be appearing in the wild, in raids, and in and in encounters after you complete field research tasks. Um, Therian form Landorus is also making its Pokemon Go debut, which uh, I hear from PV Poke. We will have to have him back on soon for Kakuna's Corner. But I hear that Therian form Landorus has really good stats for Master League. Uh, so definitely be uh, checking out that. For your master league teams, if you're if you're into that sort of thing, you know I'm a I'm a great league ultra league man myself. I don't really dabble in the the master leagues, uh, but uh, some of you might. Uh, but this is being called Rivals Week, and um, what, what they haven't really told us the details of this yet. I don't I don't think so. But there's going to be some sort of challenge where we have to do a certain amount of raid battles and we can unlock a two times catch stardust bonus for the duration of the event. So hopefully, uh, you know, everybody use your, use your free raid passes or your excess premium passes that you're not throwing at, uh, increased rewards in GBL and, uh, unlock that extra stardust so that we can have just, uh, a full on week of bonus stardust to catch. Yeah, raid instantly. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get that Stardust bonus 
uh, immediately, just in case I don't hit that million stardust, you know, just uh, pad the stats a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe APAC unlocks it for us before it even uh, starts yeah, for us. That yeah. would be fantastic. Come on, APAC, we love you. <laughs> Pokemon known for their rivalries will be appearing more often in the wild, such as Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, Makuhita, Metatite, Zangoose, Saviper, and more. So three of those Pokemon stand out to me. Hitmonchan, Metatite, and Zangoose. Hitmonchan and Zangoose are apparently interesting picks for XL candidates for Ultra League. And then obviously Metatite uh, is a, a real target for XL candy because of how good Great League Metacham is. I have... I only powered up my 100% uh, Metacham, so I, I used some XL candy to power it up just a little bit further, and it was already best buddied. So I'm kind of just sitting there with like a 1486 Metacham. Uh, but from what I hear, do you have an XL Metacham that's you know a good spread or no? I, I do, I do. I'm sitting on the rank one uh, XL Ooh. Metacham, so I'm just waiting for the XL candies. I think I got about 90 or so. I'm not in a huge hurry. I, I, Metacham is pretty prevalent in the meta today. So uh, I usually play a little off meta stuff, but it's just a beast. Like you want to get the Metatite candy because Metacham is just fantastic. And yeah, you mentioned Zangoose, which uh, is an interesting one because it has a lot of play in Ultra League as an XL. Um, even in open Ultra League, I think it actually thrives even more and a side note if the switch timer does change one day to be shorter it's going to be even better because it has i i believe it has that close combat um and anything with a, a close combat with shorter timer is just better and speaking of close combat so does so does hitmonchan hitmonchan is maybe a little underrated in the um premiere uh, Ultra League meta, but no one would know because no one has an XL Hitmonchan. That thing's like impossible to get because there's no wild Hitmonchans. I don't even know if um, what's the what's the baby what's the baby Hitmonchan called? That Tyrogue. Can, yeah, Tyrogue. Can can you even hatch that right now? I don't even know. So um, not right now. Uh, but it will be coming back into 5km eggs for this event. So that that could be a good source for those candy as well because hatching always is netting you at least one XL candy. I don't think I've hatched a single egg that hasn't netted at least one XL candy. And usually it's, it's a lot more than that. So, um, you know, two to four, uh, average XL candy per hatch. So that would be a good opportunity for those as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, just one more Pokemon that might be a bit meta in XL. It's, it's really fringe, but Nidoqueen, queen, uh, and Nidoqueen king can be decent, mostly Nidoqueen. queen, an XL Nidoqueen, sometimes you can even run Shadow, uh, does have play in Ultra League Premier, uh, especially uh, how popular like Clefable is. Uh, a good Poison type is just going to be fantastic. Uh, and I think we'll transition into Poison types because uh, there's two new Pokemon coming out. That is right. And I didn't even think about Nidoqueen. I actually have a good Nidoqueen. I think I have... I imagine it would need to be 100%. I'm not sure I ought to look at uh, the stat products on those and see what an, an ideal XL candidate for that would be. But I really like running uh, Nidoqueen. It's got a really interesting moveset. And Poison Ground uh, is a pretty unique typing uh, when it comes to the game. But speaking of unique typings, we talked about earlier that we've got two new Pokemon coming to the game. Their base forms, Skrelp and Clauncher. 
their evolved forms, however, Draglage and Clawitzer, we have the moves here. Uh, Draglage gets, for fast moves, Acid, Water Gun, and Dragon Tail, which is... Um, Sorry to say, but it's it's just a it's a little bit disappointing, yeah. and uh, you know, <laughs> it does get Aqua Tail for the charge move, Outrage, Hydro Pump, and Gunk Shot. So a lot of uh, nuke moves and Aqua Tail as a bait move. I I think if I had to say right now, I I don't know. You tell me. My ideal moveset looking at this would be Water Gun, Aqua Tail. Either I'm leaning towards either Outrage or Gunk Shot, depending on where you want to go. I like having the Gunk Shot as a potential nuke against fairies, uh, but it just depends on where you use it at. And again, we don't have it yet. You know, nobody has it yet. I would love to see if if they had given it Poison Jab. I mean, yeah. it would be, it would just be better. Uh, but I don't know. Just, what do you think? There just needs to be uh, a buff to... I know they did a Poison Sting buff recently, but if they got an Acid buff, that would be fantastic because Poison types, I think, are held back by their fast moves in general. They have decent charge moves with the Sludge Bomb, Gunk Shot, Sludge Wave. They're not bad. So it's just the fast moves that they're held back from, and Acid is just not a good fast move. So if it was a good fast move in... A high energy gain like you said it has some nukes it has gunk shot hydro pump outrage those are three not only good but extremely uh like viable in almost any meta like uh, hydro pump fantastic in any meta gunk shot is usually fantastic in any meta and outrage dragon typing is just one of the best typings i mean it might be it might get held back in some leagues where there's a lot of fairy and steel um, but you know, I'll settle for hydro pump gunk shot. So it does suck that there's just not a high energy gain move, but I mean, keep the fingers crossed, maybe a buff to dragon tail even because we know dragon breath is more of a, a one turn, higher damage, slower energy. We know dragon tail does give you energy faster, but it's just not enough to be efficient enough to use it. So if that got a buff as well, poison in dragon is just a fantastic uh typing so it just from typing alone it could be in the meta and if it actually had a viable moveset and uh decent stats like it could be a huge part of the meta which i would be stoked for for a a, a poison type to become a huge part of uh, a current meta yeah it's very interesting this is the first poison dragon type to come to pokemon go it's not the only poison dragon in uh you know the current pokemon that are that are out there um that have been you know revealed in main series games um but it is the first to come in pokemon go so that is it's definitely interesting and we will see how that plays out another pokemon that we have coming is clauncher which evolves into clawitzer and its fast moves are water gun and smackdown now this is a pure water type uh, it is not um it, you would think with it having smackdown it'd be another water rock type like almanite and omastar but it's not it is pure water type water gun and smackdown they're eh, they're okay they're not terrible fast moves but they're okay 
And then for the charge moves, you've got a really interesting set here, I have to say. Crab Hammer, Ice Beam, Dark Pulse, and Water Pulse. Water Pulse is, yeah. uh, eh. Three for you four. Know, it's, Three for four is not it's, bad. <laughs> it's Dugong's backup. It's, you know, we call that Dugong's backup move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Celio, maybe. Um, and then Crab Hammer. I, honestly, I don't know. Like, I guess you may want to run Ice Beam for some grass coverage. Uh, but Dark Pulse is pretty interesting. Um what do you think of of this this Pokemon? I mean, if it has good stats, Crab Hammer is nuts. Like, if you could actually get Crab Hammer on a good statted Pokemon, it would be nuts. Like, the the thing that has Crab Hammer right now is just uh, Kingler, right? And then who else can learn that? Uh, like Craw, Crawdont, maybe. Yeah, I think um, Crawdont can. So yeah. those two can learn. It. They're very frail Pokemon. They cannot take a hit. So if you were ever put this move set on a pokemon that had bulk like it, it, it would be really good and like you said three out of four of those charge moves are just fantastic the crab hammer ice beam dark pulse uh it'd be a toss-up it'd be a meta call because ice beam and dark pulse are both just great moves uh by themselves so if if you really want that you want either dragon or grass coverage which um in a lot of leagues you you do want or if you want that dark pulse coverage where I mean, you're hitting Dark Pulse super effective uh, against Pokemon that are, you know, uh, Psychic type. Uh, so, really, uh, do you need to... Psychic type usually takes neutral damage from everything. So, do you really need that super effective damage? It's it's Psychic, Dark, like, Ghost kind of neutral... Uh, sorry, I hit super effective Ghost too. Those kind of neutral... Um, those are kind of the neutral typings in my point of view. So... You don't really need the super effective damage for those. You would rather, I think, have a coverage move and then just do neutral crab hammer damage because it's just insane. Um, and then just, uh, yeah, just go for the ice beam, double super effective against dragon types if, it, if this can be an ultra league and stuff. So I definitely think crab hammer, ice beam would be the move set. And I don't think SmackDown is where you want to go because crab hammer is so strong. You just want to try to get to it faster with water gun. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I agree. I think a lot of times people get lured into sort of, oh, well, I need to I need to use the super effective move. But it's really if I, I've had to learn this myself, looking at the more energy efficient um, charge move to use. So in this case, I think crab hammer um, being that neutral with stab against a lot of things that maybe would take super effective from dark pulse. Uh, is probably going to be much more energy efficient to use Crab Hammer in those situations. So that's what we have going on with the upcoming events in Pokemon Go. But let's talk about some of the stuff that we have just found out about. It's it's coming very soon, um, or we just finished uh, doing it. Let's talk about Remix Cup and what happened with the 30-second switch timer. So... Um, anyways, let's let's get talking into that. But uh, whoa. what, Butters? Who let this guy in here again? Who is it? Johnny Bandini here. I have an exclusive for the listeners of Stadium Cast. We have a live recording of the Niantic meta analysis team building the Remix Cup. Wait until you hear this audio. Oh my gosh. 
Johnny, turn that off. This is ridiculous. What do you mean Metacham's not banned? Bastidon 2? Wait, I, I think I heard Cantonian Raichu? Is that is that what I heard? I think, yeah, Cantonian Raichu. First one banned in the Remix Cup. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I've... Butters, I thought the Remix Cup was banning the top meta picks in GBL. Like, wh what is happening? I, oh, my goodness. Bastiodon and Metacham are not banned, but Kanto Marowak and Kanto Raichu are banned? Yeah, is this I'm so confused. You got to break it's this down same, for it's me, the Butters. the same song. It's the same movie. It, every every game involves Metacham Bastiodon. What are we remixing from? We're just going to have more Metacham Bastiodon, but guess what? They're stronger because some of the Pokemon banned are good against uh, Bastiodon and Metacham, like uh, in Azumarill. So, man, I that sound effect was perfect. That is represents exactly how I feel about this. I cannot believe they did not ban the Metacham and Bastiodon. I, I just... I, I know that they said that it was going to be usage-based, but... I, I just, I cannot, I, I just don't know how to process that there were that many people using Raichu, Alolan or Kanto Raichu in GBL in the current meta. I just don't see how that made it into the top 10 over a Metacham or a Bastiodon. And I, I get it. They're big resource investments. You know, you either want to max out a Metacham, whether it be XL or 100% level 40 or Bastiodon, you know, it's it's almost a max out too. Um, and I don't think I've seen anybody with an XL Bastiodon. Goodness, yeah, help us when, when people start bringing <laughs> XL Bastiodon. Please help us. But um, I, I just, I don't get it. Like yeah, uh, The thing is, like, an Azumarill is very comparable to Bastiodon in terms of, like, amount of dust cost and the level you need to get it to. So... That's what I don't get. And the Azumarill gets banned. Well, yeah, that bunny's everywhere. But Bastiodon, Metacham, like if you play your GBL sets at a higher ELO, they're everywhere. And if you're curious about the lower ELO, there's been some people that's been trying to find some Raichus. Uh, so I know Tommy Love was trying to go and find, get as low as he can to see if he could find some Raichus to see that high usage rate. I know also a, a friend of mine, Banana1010, streams at a lower elo. I don't ever see Raichu there. So is it possible that they accidentally doubled up on Kanto Raichu and Alolan Raichu in terms of their usage rate? So if like if there was like a I don't know, a 2% Alolan Raichu usage rate and a 2% Cantonian Raichu usage rate, did they make that 4% and that's why it made the cup? Or made the cut. I I don't know, but it, it doesn't it doesn't address the strongest Pokemon currently in the Great League, and that's the biggest problem. The best core in Pokemon Go Open Great League is Metacham, Bastiodon, without question. It doesn't even matter your third Pokemon as much. You can run so many different options, but to have the strongest core still available in Remix, but also banning some of its counters is quite disappointing to me. Yeah, I, I don't really know how this is going to go over. I know there's some people that are okay with it. Um, most of those are in that lower ELO range um, that, you know, they're they're fine with it just because a lot of the Pokemon that they were going up against, um, you know, did get banned. Um, 
I know a lot of people were disappointed about Talonflame because they had invested in building one of those and seeing it get banned. But I just think this is going to be Charm Hole, Grass Hole City. Um, you're going to see a lot of XL Metacham, a lot of Bastiodon, and potentially a lot of Bastiodon double Shadow Razor Leafers or Bastiodon double Charmers. Uh, it's just going to be, I think it's going to be very, very RPS. Um, and so uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, because I didn't know what it meant either uh, not too long ago. Basically, rock, paper, scissors, meaning, you know, once you get in a matchup, it's hard to it's hard to get out of it. You know, once you're stuck in a losing matchup with, you know, you're leading a a Bastiodon into a Skarmory, you know, it's, it's pretty much over if you don't maintain switch control. So um, now you have some ideas on what could be some spicy picks or what you think the meta might be in Remix Cup outside of Bastiodon and Metacham or how to counter them. So tell us what those are. I absolutely do. So I do think you're absolutely right with all the things that you said is going to be floating around. But the highest amount, it it depends on your ELO, but if you're between possibly 2300 and Legend Rank, you're probably going to want to have to, or want to be good against Metacham and Bastiodon Core. So I have a top five to handle that core. And there's number, uh, it goes from least spicy to most spicy and most most useful spice. So we're going to go in with the uh, number five, which is just the Deoxys Defense, which uh, handles both of those Pokemon. I believe it's the only core breaker uh, that is like a top 10 Pokemon, it's going to be fantastic. I, I can actually imagine a lot of teams just running Bastiodon, Metacham, Deoxys Defense because you just run the strongest core and then you just wrong, you just uh, use the Pokemon that is best against the strongest core. Now, I have a question on Deoxys Defense. So I know a lot of people were running Psycho Boost while the 30-second switch timer was in place, but previously... A lot of people kind of strayed away from Psycho Boost just because they wanted the coverage with Rock Slide and Thunderbolt. Are we are we maintaining the Psycho Boost in this meta, or are we switching back to the Rock Slide Thunderbolt? You know, it's going to be a meta call, but if you do see more of the Razor Leafers, you're going to want the Psycho Boost. But uh, as as far as dealing with the Bassidon Metacham Core, the most important thing is you. you you're going to want Thunderbolt. So you get Thunderbolt, and then you can make the meta call between the Psycho Boost and the Rock Slide. I personally like Psycho Boost because I like to switch a lot. I don't like to stay in my RPS matchups. I like to try to move around as much as I can. But um, there is going to be uh, a lot of Rock Slide play because uh, we didn't mention. Also, Altaria slipped through the cracks, I believe. So there's going to be a lot of Altaria as well. So you might want to have the rock slide just to have something to hit against super effective against Altaria. So if I had to guess like psycho boost is probably not going to make the cut as much because uh 60 second timer, you can't really get out of matchups as much. And you are dealing with a lot of Bastiodon Metacham, which you can handle with Thunderbolt. So also if you're, if you're playing against a lot of Deoxys defense in the mirror, you might want that rock slide um, as well. So I, I think I think rock slide thunderbolt might be the move set. 
Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of meta calls on things like, you know, especially if you're if we're saying that that's going to be the core, uh, I really I'm interested to see what people start running on MetaCham and what they run on Defense Deoxys because, you know, you could run Pup Ice Punch, you could run uh, Pup Psychic, you could run Ice Punch, Dynamic Punch. You know, there's there's a lot of possibilities that you can use there. And I think if people seeing are seeing a lot of Grass Hole or a lot of Charm Hole or something like that, they may want to have something that's, that's more uh, nuke. Uh, such as the the ice punch or the psychic when it comes to things like Wigglytuff or Clefable, having that psychic on there. And then, you know, like you said, if we start seeing more Altaria uh, as sort of a counter to the Metacham and Grass and things like that, you may start seeing Rock Slide more often on Defense Deoxys. So it, it, it could be a lot to, to try and juggle and, and figure out what people are are using uh, when you're in that high elo range. And I can't believe I'm doing this, but quick tip in the Bastion versus Bastion matchup, like you said, there's options and you can run Flash Cannon. And Flash Cannon, Bastion versus Bastion, the Flash Cannon version will beat the Flamethrower version. So there might be some Flash Cannon uh, Bastiodons out there as well. Uh, so you have a little bit of option there. But uh, you know who would love a Flash Cannon Flamethrower Bastion? Jellicent. Uh, comes in at number four because it's just a hard wall for Metacham and it's very good against Deoxys defense and it can beat Bastiodon depending on the moveset if you want to go bubble and then bubble beam shadow ball uh, you could just actually go bubble bubble beam and do quite well against the Bastiodon that is um, that is with the Bastiodon shielding bubble beams which they probably won't do but maybe you'll catch them in a bait uh, you could also just go Hex um, Shadow Ball, and you're decent against it. If you if you safe swap it, get a two Hex advantage, and you just go straight Shadow Ball in the one shield, you can pick it up, I think, if you just sneak in one Hex, which is very possible in uh, the way the game works today. So uh, a safe switch Jalescent might be insane in this meta because if you safe swap it get an energy advantage and everyone's running deoxys defense metashan bastion on people just won't have an answer to it so number four definitely uh jellicent hey, how do you how do you pronounce that I, everyone says I, I pronounce this thing wrong jellicent yeah <laughs> i don't know I, I maybe i say jellicent sometimes i say like i don't know see i'm the same person who said uh kyurem <laughs> and got roasted for that because i called it kyurem <laughs> instead of curum uh, so I, you might not want to ask the Alabama boy how to pronounce okay, stuff. I'm, ju I'm just saying. Fair enough. We'll go with it. But I say jellicent too. So I've heard people say jellicent. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's right or not. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that and see. Yeah, I, I, I definitely say jellicent, jellicent, a best a man can get. I don't know. But uh, number three, <laughs> and now we're getting to the spice. This is a Pokemon that I've tried recently. It's, it's gimmicky, it's frail, it's hard to use. That's why it's not going to be at the top of the spice. But Shadow Alakazam. Uh, Shadow Alakazam with counter, fire punch, shadow ball. Those counters shred through Bastion. And if you can land a shadow ball on Metacham or Deoxys Defense, it one-shots it. It's ridiculous. So Shadow Alakazam, super spicy. Something that can deal with that core. Um, really can 
give you at least shield advantages. It needs shields itself, so you could either sack it and get shield advantages or save it later up shields and just close on a team. So Shadow Alakazam is definitely a Pokemon I'll be playing in the Remix Cup, but it is coming ranked number three uh, for my spice picks because the first four and five were uh, regular picks. Now we're into the spice. Uh, Shadow Alakazam can do a lot of damage. Uh, it's it's pretty nuts. Uh, do you have a? That's pretty spicy. I mean, you're talking. <laughs> we're we're at number three, and you're already at Shadow Alakazam. Yeah, no, but this you... is okay. Okay, yeah, this is this is more of a fridge pick. The next two the next two picks are spicy, but they're more reasonable. <laughs> okay. Okay. So number two, Gliscor. Uh, Gliscor can handle the Basset on Metasham Core. Metasham. Uh, is a little bit tough depending on if it is running Ice Punch, but if you uh, use shields correctly, you can't pick up that matchup. You can run Shadow as well. Uh, usually want to run the Wing Attack um, Night Slash Earthquake is a, a really good moveset for it. Uh, regular Shadow, both pretty good. Uh, really good against that core. Something that we'll definitely see play. Um, and possibly if there's a ton of Bassid on everywhere, there'll be less Ice types in the meta and the Gliscor can fly around happier without all the ice storms. Um, and then, number one, the one that I will be running, the one that I am running currently because I am warming up for the remix, Golurk. Golurk really? is a giant ghost monstrosity, and he is a beast. He can farm down Bastidon. If you get it in a switch lock, he can farm it down. Uh, and he beats Metacham, uh, can do things against Deoxys Defense, especially if they sit that Psycho Boost. If they, if they sit that Psycho Boost, it just completely walls Deoxys Defense. So it has fantastic matchups versus the top three meta Pokemon. Um, and the fact that it can just completely farm down Bastidon if you get it switch locked. Uh, I, I think Golurk is going to be a, a, a great spice pick. I think it's actually going to be pretty good uh, if the meta does shave up to be a ton of Met Metachan Bassett on. So what you're telling me is everybody who tries to stream Snipe Butters, <laughs> you need to be prepared for a team of Golurk, Shadow Gliscor, and Shadow Alakazam, okay? Yeah. So sounds like you need like a Frostlass. Uh, definitely need a Frostlass on your team. I don't know. Alakazam kind of covers that, oh, too. Oh, yeah, dude. It's unstoppable. I, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> How are people going to beat Butters with this unbelievably spicy team? I don't know. They won't. I um, tried it out today. I, I, it's, it, I tried out Golurk <laughs> today. It's actually not bad. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Butters is officially OP in <laughs> Remix Cup already, and it hasn't even started yet, so think about it. Um, so let's talk about... The 30 second switch timer we we just came out of that it's back you know gbl seems like it takes 30 years to complete a match now um what was your experience with the 30 second switch timer just just briefly i mean you we, we don't have a lot of time to talk about this or anything absolutely yeah fantastic 10 out of 10 experience so fun the gameplay is so much more dynamic it changes everything like you were talking about rock uh, RPS earlier, rock, paper, scissor. Your biggest advantage in Pokemon Go is having a positive matchup. It's not it's not using your shields correctly. It's not using your energy correctly. It's not your timing. 
it's literally your biggest advantage in Pokemon Go is having a, a matchup advantage. And I don't want that to be number one. And this 30 second switch timer changes that. It's not only your matchup advantage that you have to worry about. You have to worry about how you bank your moves, how you use your energy, how you use your shields, how you use your timer. And there's more combo plays, there's more dynamic plays. Uh, well, well, hold, hold, hold on. What is, <laughs> this is, I said we had a little bit of time to talk about. This sounds like you're wanting to do like a like a deep dive on the 30 second switch timer. Is that what I'm hearing? You know, I think I do. I think I do. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for that deep, deep dive. Okay. So, like I was saying, the 30-second switch timer makes the game twice as dynamic. And I know there's some complaints to it. There's people saying, oh, Psycho Boost is too strong it, because you could just spam it, get out of the matchups. The moves like Brave Bird, Close Combat, too strong. Weather Ball, too strong because they're too efficient. That might be true. But you know what's too dang strong right now? A matchup advantage. You know what's the best core in Open Great League? Medicham, Bastidon, because they have the best matchup advantages when you're switch locked. And they carry over and build momentum into the next matchup. So I do, uh, I do before I want to ask maybe uh, JR Honda a little bit about his experience, I want to give a proposal. Okay. I've heard a lot of things. I heard 30 second timer yeah it's fun but we couldn't really do this because some moves would be too strong and it's too chaotic too many swaps it's too crazy and then i hear people say uh 60 second it's the way the game was designed we should keep it this way um or they're saying 60 seconds yeah it's too slow but we can't go all the way to 30 um and then there's that middle ground group i think this is actually the most popular group right now it's the middle grounders it's the people that say 45 second switch cooldown because it's in between the two um it's a nice clean middle ground but i don't think any of those suggestions are actually good i have a new proposal originally when the game came out the charge move duration which means if you press dragon claw the amount of time you're pressing on what now is you know uh the bubbles that you're you're hitting in the dragon before it was tapping your phone to uh it to three times size to get the excellence <laughs> it used to be a seven second charge move duration it's currently 10 second uh charge move duration so that means in a 30 second switch timer you can fit three charge moves into that timer because the timer is running during the charge move duration and then now the way it is 60 seconds that's a total of six charge moves that's a ton of charge moves that can fit in to this uh switch timer because this switch timer is forever it takes so long so i propose a better middle ground i propose making the charge move duration back to seven seconds i know this might be a little difficult for niantic to change uh the rhythm of their uh bubbles but i think it's possible and i think speeding that up would be nice and then making the switch timer 35 seconds so more than the 30 seconds, um, 
but obviously not as much as the 45 second middle ground people and not even close to the 60 second but the key is during this 35 second switch timer five charge moves can fit in so people thinking that weather balls are way too strong because you can just spam them and get back to your switch timer now it takes five charge moves to get back to your switch timer which is much closer to the original which is six um so i believe a 35 second switch timer with seven second charge move durations would be the best way to make this game more dynamic in the future which it really really needs to be in my opinion to move into the esports scene uh I don't think having a matchup advantage as a win condition is the best way to be an esport. So we need to make a, a change, a big change to the game to make it more dynamic. And I believe this is a very good move for the future. JR Honda, have I sold you? I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I do like, I really liked the 30 second. So I think okay. I would really like the 35 second. And I like the, uh, the changes to charge move duration, uh, and, you know, switch timer duration. I, I have to say the first thing I think about when we talk about making these changes is I go back to, uh, Pokemon world championships where we had the Pokemon go invitational. I was there live sitting on the front row watching King and all the others, you know, battle it out on screen. And I couldn't help but remember, you know, watching Aaron Jang and uh, Nick trainer tips do the casting for this. And because the matches were so long and because there wasn't that really that dynamic level of gameplay that had really been developed yet. Uh, you know, we had the old switch mechanics. We had the, um, they did have the updated, uh, move, uh, you know, the fruit ninja style mini game, uh, for the bubbles, but they, they did not have the new switch mechanic. You know, you still had to pull up the switch menu and pick something. It wasn't as easy as it is now. And as seamless as it is now, in my opinion, to do pull off sack swaps and things like that. So, uh, I, I just remember, you know, some of their casting moments being, you know, oh, well, they hit all the bubbles on that sky attack. That that really, at the time, was not something that was uh, something that should have been called out as far as, you know, high-level gameplay. But I think, you know, potentially if you speed up some of these charge move durations, you know, it becomes a little bit more difficult. I know they just slowed down the flying animation to make it easier for trainers um, and, and I know they want to make it accessible for a lot of people, but I think, uh, like you said, if we're wanting to move this into an esports scene and we see that happening with mobile gaming, uh, it's, it's on an astronomical rise over the past five years and it's, it's compounding as we go, uh, because so many people have access to mobile gaming versus console or PC gaming. And so uh, we definitely see that on the rise. And if they want to be one of the leaders in that space, I think these changes are something that a lot of people should embrace uh, to make the game more dynamic and make it uh, more of that esports kind of fast-paced feel. And and you really you really like that, and you you see it a lot with. You know, even when we were at Worlds, you know, there was a lot of people. There was more people watching the Go Invitational than they were watching some of the other matches that were taking place in in the trading card game and the the video game series. So, 
Um, I think, you know, as we, as we move to that, as we launch, you know, Pokemon Unite coming with a sort of a fast paced mobile, um, you know, mobile battle arena style game, uh, you know, Pokemon go needs to keep up. And I think that they want to do that. Um, I will say that, um, you know, we, we get to ask questions from time to time when we, uh, as part of the creator program with Niantic and, and we, we asked, you know, Hey, you know, what are the plans for the 32nd switch timer in the future? And they are not able to answer that at this time. So that tells me that they're, there could be, they could be thinking about this. They could be looking at this. And I think it would be a big step forward, uh, for the game. If, if they did revisit this to see as a, a way to kind of speed it up and make it more dynamic and, and allow for people to have, you know, much more dynamic gameplay. Well said you completely painted a picture of a lot of the points I wanted to hit at as far as like, I, I try to be a shoutcaster myself. I've shoutcasted a bunch of tournaments, uh, high level tournaments, uh, championship rounds. And there's been moments like that, uh, where you're stuck in a rock, paper, scissor, and it just, it just sucks the air out of the whole event because you're just stuck in a rock, paper, scissor matchup where you know like there's just no way out. And there's little ways to wiggle out of rock, paper, scissor. That's sack swapping, uh, that's uh, like undercharging, farming something down, little gameplay mechanics that you can just wiggle, wiggle, wiggle out of this rock, paper, scissor. If there's a smaller switch timer, that just makes the wiggling room so much bigger. You can make so many more sack swaps, so many more decisions. More decisions, more actions is more skill, more entertaining, and I think it is going to be great for the game moving forward. So I would really, really love if Niantic seriously looks at this. And I did a Reddit post, and I asked on Reddit like what people are thinking about this shorter switch timer because I was curious. I'm in a bubble where I'm kind of I stream every day and I talk to people that are, I guess, like-minded as me because they come out and watch my stream. So a lot of these people like the Switch Timer, but I'm trying to see what everyone's feeling about the Switch Timer, and there was a lot of negatives about it. And it surprised me because I I know I know the game was quote-unquote built for that 60-second Switch Timer, but the way the game is quote-unquote built right now is not dynamic enough and if they don't think switch timer is the solution i understand that but i think it needs something and you painted a perfect picture of where there was a lack of excitement and i think this smaller switch timer could just completely inject incitement excitement into pokemon go being an esport and it it's maybe not just an easy quick fix but they tried it out for five days. It was fun to me. They make a little couple adjustments to some charge move damage, and we're we're good to go. So I, I I'm I'm very optimistic that they're gonna make a change, and that's my biggest hope for the game in the near future. You know, I I, I want to touch just a little bit on those negative reactions that you saw, and and this is difficult, especially when it comes to gaming uh, any sort of you know change whatsoever you know change is never easy a lot of people don't like change and so i i could imagine there were plenty of players out there who probably didn't even know that this was happening 
when they went in to do, you know, maybe their one set of GBL that they decide to do because not every not everybody plays as much as as we do. Um, you know, not everybody does all five sets every day or or uh, you know is chasing legend. You know, they're just doing it to do it. Um, and so you know they go in there and they think you know hey I'm just you know I'm incinerating away with my talon flame and I'm about to throw this brave bird and oh wait they just swapped into you know, a, a, a Bastiodon or something. And I threw a, a brave bird into it. Okay. Well now I'll swap and then, okay, well now I'm using water gun or, you know, on my lantern that I have, and I'm getting ready to throw this hydro pump. Wait, they just switched again. Oh, this is, this is terrible. I, I, my team is not working anymore. So I could see how some people would, would see this as a negative. Uh, but again, like I said, I think change is the way, uh, to bring that sort of dynamic gameplay. And, you know, when they talked about um, how they built out trainer battles and how they wanted it to be different from uh, main series style gameplay and trainer battles, they wanted it to be fast paced, real time battles. I mean, speeding it up, that doesn't get that. That just amplifies that even more. So I'm a big proponent of it. Uh, I understand why people would not like it. I think, you know, Five days was a, a good testing period. I think maybe we tested even longer. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a way that they can do it where you can queue up in, you know, I don't know, fast, fast mode, fast mode GBL versus regular mode GBL. I don't know, uh, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, sometimes the negative voices are the loudest voices as well. So, uh, I, I get I get some, what they're saying. I mean, some of the posts basically just said no. And then a lot of people <laughs> upvote that, like, no, no switch time burn, just no explanation. And it is hard for people to adjust sometimes and people who play more casually. But for these people who take it very seriously like we do, and I know a lot of people in the community that take it seriously, I think it'd be just a great move going forward. And I, I really, really hope. And, and they should have just made Remix. They could have made Remix uh this because that would remix the game having yeah. a 30 second switch timer you know what doesn't remix the game bastion and meta jam <laughs> uh still in the meta so uh, i know there was like cool it. it was supposed to end i think at like 2 p.m pst and there was like three minutes like people were doing battles like right after and it was still the 30 second switch timer and there was like that brief glimmer of hope They've made it permanent. They've made it permanent. And I yeah. asked real quick. I was like, I asked in the, the creator chat. I was like, did, are, are we leaving the 30 second switch timer? No, it's turned off now. And then it, they, they finally fixed it. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, we will see where it goes with the adjustments to the switch timer. And, and Maybe it quick, was just a, yeah. Real quick. Sorry to interject before we get the speculation station. Cause that's, I know that's where we're about to go real quick. One thing also is there's um, a time when a Pokemon faints and you have two Pokemon left and you get to choose which Pokemon. I believe that's 12 seconds currently. So I think switching that to seven seconds as well uh, will help the general cause because people can't just wait that timer, which you don't need 12 seconds to pick which Pokemon you need. Seven seconds is just enough time. I did not realize it was 12 seconds. I thought it was, well, I know it's 10 seconds, but I guess there's a delay between when the Pokemon faints and then when the timer starts for the sort of the countdown. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, I'm taking this information as it was told to me. I haven't sat there and counted it. I haven't looked it up, but I've been told it was 12 seconds. 
and going down the seven seconds, I believe was a, an ideal idea Wallower uh, thought of. So I shout <laughs> out to him. I, I, I copied that from him, and I think it's a great idea. Make it seven seconds, cut five seconds out. That's five seconds of switch timer that's just going idly by and you don't need seven seconds <laughs> or you don't need 12 seconds seven seconds is just enough well uh wallower that that's you know wallower that's a fantastic idea so johnny tell him what he's won and finally joy how about a new car uh, i'm just kidding wallower we don't we don't have any cars to give you but uh thanks thanks for that but anyways as butter said it is time to head in to the station, the speculation station. Speculation station. All right, we've got some juicy stuff hot off the presses. Before we get into this, just a big, fat, you know, robust disclaimer. All of the information that we are discussing today in speculation station has been data mined by the pokeminers that information is data mined and therefore it is able to be changed or not released at all niantic does not support nor do have they given us any information on these speculative data mines so just so you know this this could happen it could not happen we don't know. It's it's totally stuff that was found in the code, and we don't know what's happening. They, sometimes they throw stuff in there, and then they take it right back out. So, however, what has been found is a Power Up Pokestops tutorial. There was not a code about the feature, but there was a tutorial along with some images and if you're looking at this right now, what we're showing is an image that was posted by the Pokemoners showing basically you've got an image of a Pokestop uh, that goes from, you know, they're pretty close to the ground and then it, it looks like it levels up kind of like Mario in the, uh, in the Mario games after he eats the mushrooms. And so you've got normal level one, level two, and level three is looks like what it shows. Uh, there's some sort of, uh, I'm guessing this is like a ver like a verified check mark, uh, next to a Pokestop. Uh, I'm guessing that means it's been leveled up. Uh, and then what looks to be something like an AR scanning tutorial, um, showing you how to walk around the Pokestop and scan. So this, this looks like it could be some sort of incentive feature to get people to participate in AR scanning. Um, and level up Pokestops to maybe receive more items. Uh, again, we don't we don't really know. All we know is that this tutorial was there. So let us know what you think about what do you, what do you think about that, Butters? Are you going to be scanning all of your local Pokestops so that you can level them up to? Yeah, I want to make them all with the check mark. I want to make them all Twitter official. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I my first my first thought is just for. Uh, the player, like I'm, I'm not equality, but there's definitely a difference in opportunity for players that live in a very rural area and a, players that live in a very uh, big city where they have a ton of Pokestops, uh, a ton of more spawns. And my biggest thing is I hope that this level up process is possible by yourself uh, so that you could level up this Pokestop all by yourself 
And then if people do that in a big area, big city, you're like, you show up. Yeah, it's an advantage. Awesome. These people already set up these Pokestops for me. I'm going to just hang out for this level three Pokestop for a while. Get some, get some cool resources or, or maybe better, better Pokemon, maybe stage three evolution Pokemon was something I was thinking of. Um, I don't know. This is all speculation, but now, that's interesting because what if it has, you know, they recently just changed the way, well, they didn't change the way eggs worked, but they recently released like now all trainers, if you click on an egg, it will show you like rarity tiers of the Pokemon that you could get. So what if on like a level, like a fully leveled up Pokestop, you either like automatically get 10 Ks or you automatically get the rarest tier Pokemon from that particular egg tier. Mm. So like if you're talking, you know, let me, let me open up my game and, and see what we've got in the old, uh, I think I've just got a batch of seven Ks in there right now. That's a great idea. I, I, this is not even speculation anymore. I think that's fact. I think that's going to happen. Um, that is a great idea, and and yeah, it, the more you can level it up, the better rewards you would get um, would be fantastic. Like I said, I hope you can do it by yourself, so that people that live in smaller areas can, are still able to get these um, better rewards. Also, we still live in COVID, so uh, you would hope that you could do it by yourself, so you don't have to all gather around um, a Pokestop. But um, what, what'd you find? What, what do you have on those seven Ks? Well, it doesn't show, I think once you've incubated the egg, it doesn't show you the rarity mm. tiers anymore. Okay. Uh, but I, I think that would be, that, that could be a pretty cool idea. So, um, yeah, anyways, uh, you guys can make the checkout to John Rich. That's <laughs> J-O-H-N-R-I-C-H. I, I got plenty of ideas for you, Nine Uh But, no, I think, uh, I think that would be cool. I think, you know, having the ability, because then you have people that are, are going to want to, okay, I need to search out level three Pokestops or I need to get my Pokestops to level three so that I can get rare eggs or I can get all 10K eggs or all 5Ks or something like that. You know, if we know that a a normal or level one is always going to give or is going to have a higher percentage of giving a 2K egg, whereas a level two has a higher percentage to give a 5K egg and a level three has a higher percentage to give a 10K egg. I yeah, think the, that's uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, the way I imagine it, though, also is that like you level it up, but then it fades away, like um, like a, a lure, or you know, it's like a, mm. maybe this lasts for an hour or something like that, and then you have to re-level yeah. it up. If you could just level it up permanently, that would be kind of nuts. Um, I know, like my area is pretty popular, so I'm sure there's going to be a ton of level three Pokestops. What do you think? Is this, you think it's going to be long-term or do you think it's something that's, you're going to have to like do on a, a daily basis? I think it's long-term. I think it's Ooh. something where they're wanting multiple. And I, unfortunately I do think that this is going to, I don't think it's going to re- necessarily require multiple people. I think it's going to require multiple interactions. So I think what's going to happen is a Pokestop has to be scanned X amount of times before it can level up. And I think that's sort of what they're wanting to do with building that sort of real world, uh, you know, AR mapping of the real world. So I think that's going to be important, um, is making sure that you coordinate with people. Um, and that's, it's, it's probably going to be something more along the lines of like Wayfair 
where, you know, you have to coordinate who's submitting what stops and, you know, who's, you know, who's doing what so that you can, you can get things to, to work correctly in the game. So, um, and I know there was some, there was some drama earlier this week about, I think, uh, panic 23 had, um, a stop removed from the game. Mm, Now I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you guys this. We've asked Niantic directly and they've told us directly that AR scanning tasks do not contribute to having a Pokestop removed from the game. Like that's a totally separate division that handles all the AR data and that it doesn't affect Pokestops being in game or moving or anything like that. That the only way that a Pokestop can be removed is if they have, you know, it's been requested by a property owner or if it's gone through a successful like edit cycle in Wayfair or in Ingress. Um, so keep that in mind, but I, I don't know. Um, it, it's people are still really, really iffy about the whole AR scanning thing and, you know, you know, just kind of doing that work for Niantic with not really great rewards. Uh, I know there was, there was a time where people were getting like Skarmory and Dratini, but then other people were getting other things. And so it's, it's still a little iffy for people out there. So uh, again, we're not sure what this this feature, uh, if it's real, even we don't know. Um, so we'll see what the future has in store for us when it comes to powering up Pokestops. But powering up Pokemon, however, we've got a new massive drop of new Mega Pokemon assets that have been added to the game. I'm just gonna run through the names here of the assets that were added. And then I need you to be ready to tell me your favorite mega Pokemon out of these, just, just as of at face value. And then if megas were ever allowed in PVP, which one do you think would have the most impact out of this list? Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. So we've got mega Kangaskhan, mega Pinsir, mega Aerodactyl, mega Mewtwo X, mega Mewtwo Y, Mega Sableye, Mega Mawile. Mega Mawile is Bay. I will always say that. I'm going to stop right here and just let everyone know that Mawile is one of my favorite Pokemon, and Mega Mawile is fantastic because she has two mouths on the back of her head instead of just one when she evolves. Uh, Mega Sharpedo, Mega Bonnet uh, that gains uh, 13 more zippers. Uh, Mega Rayquaza, Mega Alakazam, Mega Scizor, Mega Heracross, Mega Tyranitar, Mega Sceptile, Mega Swampert, aka Beefy Boy, uh, Mega Gardevoir, Mega Medicham, Mega Altaria, Mega Absol, Mega Latias, and Mega Latios, who both look exactly the same. Uh, and also note, Mega Medicham is still not banned in Remix Cup. <laughs> oh so, my goodness. Uh, butters. Favorite yeah. mega out of this list at face value? It's got to be Mega Sableye. Like, look at that third gym that he's hiding behind. Like, that, I don't know why that is so uh, endearing to me. Like, I just, I, I love it. I love the Mega Sableye. I think a close second tied for second would be Mega Heracross and Mega Swampert because those guys just look jacked. Um, but I, for me, I have to go for Mega Sableye. What about you? Mega Mawile will always be my favorite Mega. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I really like Delphox too. If they ever added more Megas 
to the games, uh, the main series games in the future, and they did Mega Del Fox, I don't know. It would be a hard choice, but for right now, Mega Mawile tops it all as, as in terms of looks. The thing that I'm actually most excited about uh, potentially for PvP, I think if they added uh, the ability to use Megas in PvP would probably... I would have to say three because I feel like Mega Sableye, Mega Metacham, and Mega Altaria would be pretty crazy in Ultra League because all of those max out like way below uh, 2,500. And so with a Mega Boost on there and you're talking about, you know, maybe looking at IV spreads that could get them to right at 2,500 could be pretty crazy. Um, you know, I like the designs of them too. Mega Sableye is just, uh, honestly, it doesn't, a lot of people say it looks menacing. It looks adorable to me Yeah. <laughs> with that huge gem. Uh, Mega Metacham just looks like, you know, put on the, the headdress of power uh, with all of, all of its extra psychic powers that it gains. And then Mega Altaria looks like it just um, had a big pillow fight. <laughs> yeah, I, you nailed it. Those are the three for sure. Um, that will have impact in the Ultra League, possibly even Great League. Uh, uh, these other Pokemon would make huge impacts in Master League. Obviously, the, the Mega Mewtwo's would just be nuts. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see Megas in the future. Uh, you know, uh, Dynamax is a resource uh, in uh, what is it? What is it called? Uh, TG Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. Oh wait, sorry. Why say TG? That's a traded card game. Yeah, Sword and Shield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sword and Shield. uh, Dynamax is a resource, and it's a fantastic resource. I would love some kind of um, resource like that, like maybe a Mega Evolution button or something like that. Uh, Even a uh, a Dynamax would be cool. But some some way to have a short period of Mega available to you, I think, would be really fun. Uh, th- that maybe that theory maybe belongs to Speculation Station, but uh, it it would be really cool to have Megas uh in Pokemon Go PvP, and I think I would definitely go first for the Sableye. Um, I think Bandit would also be uh, a low key really good one, and then another low key really good one uh could actually be Mega Pincer. Uh, Mega Pincer actually might be kind of good in uh PvP as well. Yeah, I you know I a lot of people have said they just don't see how they could could put megas into PvP without it being just completely busted, and I have to vehemently disagree. I feel like you could take a lot of the elements from the main series games. In the main series games, when you mega evolved a Pokemon, you could you had to use a turn to mega evolve it, and you could use a move, but you could only use it on one Pokemon. Um, during a match so you know I, I ran a lot of mega venusaur in when i was doing competitive on vgc and you can only use it at that point you could still switch out and switch it back in uh and it would stay active um you know until it fainted uh but you know i feel like they could do that i feel like we they're gonna have to get rid of the you know this crazy multiplier that they have on megas you know, it needs to be a static number. It doesn't need to be boosted, you know, just based on events. It needs to be a static multiplier that, you know, is reasonable for mega evolving Pokemon. And then I think you could look at 
implementing this into PVP. They've also got to look at revamping the whole mega energy system and how you obtain, you know, the ability to mega evolve because right now if it's strictly resource based and you've got to do raids in order to mega evolve, yeah, it's not going to make it into competitive because it's not really accessible for a lot of people. But I think if they reworked the system down the road, it could it could be fit in. Yeah, um, that that might got me thinking. What if it takes like fifty energy to mega evolve a Pokemon? Like, and it doesn't change CP, so you'd have a regular Metacham at fourteen ninety nine CP. It costs fifty energy to mega evolve it, and then once it mega evolves then it changes its typing it changes its stats and its moveset so it becomes stronger um and is it a liability just sitting there doing nothing for 50 energy maybe so that's the the balance you have to uh have with it and you know shorter switch timer maybe you can mega evolve switch out try to get some shields down come back in with your with your mega metacham and just close or something but i I would love to see something like that i think they have to start thinking about some of these main series mechanics and how they integrate it with the game because you know this is the first kind of uh foray into those main series mechanics and there's a lot more that are to come you've got z moves that come up um here shortly as they begin introducing more pokemon you've got uh you know just recently with sword and shield they introduced dynamax gigantamax uh forms and things like that so I'm going to be very interested to see it. It's great that we're seeing all of these mega assets being added to the game because that means more megas are coming. Uh, but I do think we they've got to start looking at how to revamp that system and make it more enticing for, pe- for players to participate in megas. And I think from a competitive standpoint, if you make it to where it adds a new layer of complexity to competitive gameplay, that's going to get a lot of, you know, our core demographic of the competitive side into it amen amen let us let us use our collection i know it's a collection game let us use our collection in battle let us use our shiny mega pokemon in battle let us flex them let us use the stats on them uh find a balanced way to do it would be fantastic yes i want my dual headed shiny mega mawile to just absolutely destroy in ultra league i want it <laughs> and i and then but also if you do that uh, i'm gonna need you to not allow anybody who has the shiny 100 level 50 maxed out rayquaza to mega evolve those because then i'll just be jealous all the time <laughs> so uh but anyways um that hey look we did it again we've been recording for like an hour and 15 minutes we did. We've made another episode, Butters. We did it. It was. It was great. It was cathartic in a way. I, I really enjoyed this episode, getting to talk about all my wishes and all my dreams for the future. So I, I feel. I feel better. I feel relaxed. I feel good after this podcast. I'm gonna sleep really good after getting all of this off my chest. Um, so it's 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 been fantastic. So. If you're listening to this, it's probably Saturday uh, because we're going to get this episode out this Saturday sometime. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, And then you can listen to this while you play Community Day on Sunday and start grinding that dust. Uh, But we have a special treat for you to listen to. I know a lot of people 
Really love our intro, outro music. It's by a wonderful, wonderful artist, Tony Lee's. Um, just makes fantastic music. Got to listen to it if you if you like electronic music at all. Um, Tony Lee's is awesome, and our outro song is has always been the same. It's been the same song, but in honor of Remix Cup, we are going to be playing you a remix of our outro song done by Tony Lee's. So please listen to that as we go out. Thank you all for listening. We will see you in the next episode. Goodbye from JR Honda. Over to you, Butters. See you next week.